beloved of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I mean, you weren't quite ready this morning. We're going to do that one more time. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God, friends. Welcome to worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church, whether you are a longtime member or worshiping with us for the very first time. Whether you are worshiping with us from home or here in our sanctuary, we welcome you. It is a pure delight, and the delight is ours, to welcome you to worship here with the saints of Morrisville Presbyterian Church. If you are in our sanctuary, there is a red folder in your pew. We invite you to take that, note your presence with us, pass it to your neighbors so they can do the same. But before you pass it, I want to make one announcement, and that is that next Sunday, I hope you will join us for our anniversary celebration. Each year, we gather as God's people to celebrate our life together, past, present, and future, and we are doing that next week with a picnic. We're trying to squeeze one more in, friends, while the weather still cooperates, so please join us next week. If you're planning to attend, it would be lovely if you could put picnic next to your name in that red folder. That would help us get a general count for how many to expect, but we hope you will join us. We will bundle up if needed, and we will be out in our memorial garden in a safe space where all can gather. We hope, again, you will join us as we celebrate our life together, the past, present, and future that God is preparing among us. Again, that's next Sunday, and it will be immediately following worship out in our memorial garden. Friends, what a joy it is to worship God, and especially on a day like today when we celebrate all the saints of this church, all the saints who are gods in the world, who have been gods and are forever held in God's care of the past, the present, and the future. It is a gift to worship our God this day and a gift to call ourselves God's church. So let us open our hearts and our minds and our lives to be moved by God's Spirit this day. Let us worship God together. Please stand as you're able and join in the responsive call to worship. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. In life and in death, we belong to God. Baptized into Christ's death, we live unto him. Come, let us worship God. Please remain standing and join in singing hymn 372, O for a World.
God's love reigns from everlasting to everlasting. Let us take the opportunity, beloved church, to step out into God's love, to create a world of justice and peace, and admit our mistakes so that we, we can receive God's grace. Let us confess our sins using the prayer of confession as it is printed in your bulletin, followed by a time for silent confession. Eternal God, in every age you have raised up individuals to live and die in faith. We confess that we are indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name, but we are silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. You call us to live faithfully, but we are afraid. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us courage to follow in your way, that join with those from ages past who have served with you hope and love. We may inherit the kingdom you promised in Jesus Christ. Hear the good news. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the living and the dead. When we were baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We were buried so that as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of God, we too might walk in newness of life. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. given people, let us share the peace of Christ with one another using American Sign Language. The peace of Christ be with you and also with you. Let us share the peace of Christ with one another. may be seated. My friends, on this All Saints Sunday, 
On this All Saints Sunday, we set aside this special time to remember with thanksgiving the saints who have gone on before us. As it is mentioned in your bulletin during this time of prayer, the names of those who have died from our church family during the past year will be read by the pastors. But following the reading of those names, a time of silence will be observed. No doubt there are others you could add to that list and will be adding to that list. And so during that time of silence, we invite you to lift up the name of someone in your own life who you remember this day. You may do that either aloud or in the quiet of your hearts. But friends, together, let us join in the prayer that is printed in your bulletin. Let us join as we remember the saints today. Let us pray. Living God, in whom there is no shadow or change, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, we thank you for the gift of life eternal. You have walked the road of faith before us and beside us. We thank, we thank you, you for, for all the saints, saints remembered and forgotten, for those, those dear souls most precious to us, who, having served you well, now rest from their labors. We thank you for their witness to your love and their commitment to your justice. We thank you for their trust in your mercy and the joy they shared in serving you. By their example, remind us of our calling to continue their faithful work as we too walk in the light of your love. God of grace and peace, today we as saints from among this community who have departed our company over the past year. We rejoice that no one can look upon death and not look beyond it, just as no one can think of night without thinking of the glorious dawn to follow. We rejoice, we rejoice in the, the security, security of, of those whom you have, have called, called unto yourself. yourself. They go, they go out, out from, from us, but, but not into, into darkness. darkness. For they go into the light of your everlasting love. We thank you particularly this day for Linda Alexander, Dorothy Barker, Loretta Beadle, Ray Bennett, Dorothy Bramley, Elizabeth Cloud, Marion Earle, Marilyn Ruth Ellis, Sandra Foster, Nancy Baron Gaston, Mary Jane Harris, Barbara Harvison, Bruce Jablin, Doreen McGarry, Agnes Sue Northrup, Louise Shoemaker, John Wilson, Suzanne Wilson. Hear us now, O oh God, as we lift up others to you whom we remember this day.
merciful God, we thank you for their faithful witness, for their courage amid strife, and their hope in the face of death. We remember so many other saints who have walked this road with us, those whom we have named and those whom we have lifted in the quiet of our hearts. Continue Continue to inspire us by their faithful witness, O God, that we too might join in bringing your love, justice, mercy, and peace to our world. Eternal God, as we walk this pilgrim way, Make our faith firm, our hope clear, and our love pure, that we might join the saints of all the ages in praise eternal. We thank you that by dying, Christ destroyed the power of death, and by rising from the grave, opened the way to eternal life. Help us to to know know that that because because he he lives, we We shall shall live live also, and that that neither neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Friends, we invite you to remain seated as we sing the very first verse of For All the Saints. We will sing the rest at a later time in our service, but please join us in hymn number 326, the first verse. As we hear the words of scripture, let us pray. Loving Lord, now as we hear and read your word, fill us with your spirit. Soften our hearts that we may delight in your presence. Sharpen our minds that we may discern your truth. Shape our wills that we may follow your way. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Please join me now in reading responsively from Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord. God's dominion is forever. As for us, our days are grass. Like a flower of the field, we flourish and then we die. But the steadfast love of God is from everlasting to everlasting. 
and God's righteousness is to children's children. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord. God's dominion is forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I would now like to invite any young friends forward for a time for young disciples. Come on up, young friends. Come on. Hello, Tucker. Hello, Ben. Hello, MJ. Hello, hello. I like your mask. Come on down. I see right there. Hello. Isla's coming. There's Rafaela. Yes, come on down. Come on down. Well, hello, everyone. It is so great to see you. I'm wondering if you know what Sunday is today. What special Sunday? Do you think you know? Go ahead. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. That's right. How, it's, it is a great Sunday because we get to celebrate two things. We celebrate Halloween at night and we celebrate All Saints Sunday yeah, in say, the morning. We also celebrate the saints. That's right. We celebrate the saints. That's right. And so one of the ways that we celebrate the saints is we think about the people in our lives who gave us and helped shape our faith. I like to think of our faith as a gift. It's something that is given to us by God and by other people. And it's given to us by, by people who, are, who have helped us, like in Sunday school and our teachers, by pastors, by our parents and family members. And so I, wa- I wonder who those people are for you. And so I brought something to help us to get ready to think about who are the saints in our lives. Can you see this? This is a picture by Jan Richardson. Yeah, it's very nice. I think you, I'm glad you like it. And on here are... the fact that the people don't have faces. Yeah, they, they don't have faces, but that's kind of the point because we want... There's a lot of different people who this reminds us of. Can you see? There's people there who were young. There's people there who were older. There's people there who have short sleeve shirts on. There's people who have long sleeve shirts on. There's people from all over the world. There's people who like different kinds of foods. And this picture... They have different jobs. Yeah, they probably have different jobs. That's right, Tucker. And this picture reminds me that saints come in a lot of forms. They're people who help us in our lives and help us give us our faith and shape our faith. So I'm curious, the next time I see you, if you can tell me who the saints are in your lives, the people who have shaped your faith. You think you could do that? All right, I like the enthusiastic I, head I nods. Well, good. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more. All right, let us pray. Repeat after me. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. For all the saints who have lived before us, And for the ways, and for the ways you, help us be your saints today. you help us be your saints today. Amen. All right. We'll go ahead back to time for music with Mr. Carpenter or back to your parents in the pews.
When you have a moment, please thank Mr. Carpenter. It is his ministry that has allowed a lot of children and their families to come back and feel safe doing so. So please thank him when you have a moment. Friends, our New Testament scripture today comes from the Gospel according to John, the 11th chapter, beginning with verse 32. Listen for the word of God. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he, he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upwards and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, unlike the magical beauty of Christmas or the brassy pomp of Easter, All Saints Sunday is kind of tucked away. Comparatively quiet and unadorned, a day to remember those we've lost and those whose lives have touched ours a day to remember the saints from every time and place and all those who throughout the ages have faithfully served the Lord. It's a day to proclaim once again that in life and death we belong to God and to announce again the words of Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. It's a day when, as Presbyterian pastor John Walton puts it, 
our mortality presses its nose to the window, looks in against the evening chill and watches us through the glass. And that same mortality is tied up, really, on full display in our scripture today. As we enter the town of Bethany, where Mary and Martha are grieving the death of their brother, Lazarus. In the verses prior, prior to our text today, we're reminded for the first time that Lazarus has been dead four days by the time Jesus arrives. And we're also reminded that Jesus has spoken words about the death of Lazarus that many do not understand. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. Martha is confused. The disciples are confused. The only thing that seems to not be confusing is the fact that both Martha and Mary, and really everyone there, believe that if Jesus had been there, this would not have happened. Martha confronts Jesus in the verses prior to our text. Martha's first words in our text are the same. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Reminding us of all the what-ifs and why-nots and why-me's that we ask when faced with unimaginable tragedy and unfathomable grief. And this is a text that arguably blends together both Jesus' humanity and his divinity more beautifully than anywhere else in Scripture. After all, here in the text, did you hear it? Jesus weeps for his friend. He is deeply disturbed as he arrives at the entrance to the tomb, and yet he is also the one who claims to be the resurrection and the life. The one who calls into the tomb, Lazarus, come out. Now in this gospel story in the middle of John, it's easy to minimize Jesus' action as being for one man and one family. And yet the writer and pastor Fred Craddock warns us that this story of Lazarus is not about a family crisis in Bethany as much as it is about the crisis of the world caught in death and sin. It isn't just about Jesus reviving a dead man, it's about giving life to the whole world. And this means it isn't just about a man named Lazarus centuries ago, but about the church and all of its saints today, a sign to the world that death does not have the final word, and that all of us, each of us, are accompanied and empowered by the one who announces in Bethany, I am the resurrection and the life. And this is good news, not just for Lazarus and for Mary and for Martha, but for all the saints of every time and place. Good news that through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the world is finally not a place where we need to revisit endlessly the losses in our lives that make us weep. As Ted Wardlaw puts it, the world is rather the arena in which 
all of that, all of our losses, all that makes us weep, all of it is being gathered up into something bigger, something bolder, something that announces time and again death has been swallowed up in victory. Which means that just as Jesus called to Lazarus, Lazarus, come out! We too are forever being given the opportunity to do the same. To step out of sorrows or grief that would otherwise bind us and to be embraced by what the story points to again and again. An upending, life-giving resurrection joy. This story is not for people who have never wept and never lost. But it is a most appropriate text for those who, like Lazarus, are being called by Jesus to get back up again. To honor and thank God for what has been, but also to step into a life that still begs to be lived and that invites them forward into a hope-filled future. A hope-filled future abounding with resurrection joy. I will tell you that I have lost count of the number of times I've read this scripture at funerals. Repeating those very comforting words that come so easily at gravesides. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. Lazarus, come out! In these words, we remind anyone, anyone who is staring into the valley of the shadow of death, that death will never have the final word. It is a beautiful and hopeful reminder for anyone who is in deep suffering or deep, deep darkness, for anyone who stares into a grave, for anyone who is bound by things of this world that feel so beyond their control. But Ted Wardlaw tells the story of the day he read this scripture at a wedding. And if your eyebrows went up, you would have been in good company in that sanctuary that day. Many eyebrows went up when he began to read the scripture, concerned glances exchanged, wondering if the pastor had missed the memo, if perhaps he was reading his liturgy for the wrong occasion. But he wasn't confused. You see, he was presiding over the wedding of two dear friends both of whom had lived well into their adulthood and both of whom had lost a spouse to death before discovering one another. In his homily, the pastor acknowledged the strange choice of scripture, but then named that not only was this scripture appropriate for the bride and groom, but it was appropriate for everyone who was gathered because it was the congregation's job in that happy, sad, joyful, complicated setting to be like those who joined Jesus at the grave of Lazarus, 
to be like those who had wept and mourned and grieved, and then to be like those gathered who, when Lazarus stepped out of the grave, wrapped in grave cloths, Jesus told them to unwrap him and let him go to do what they could to help him remove the bonds of sorrow and sorrow's power in the world and to point him forward toward the rest of his life yet to be lived. This, said the pastor, this is the job of every witness here as they love you into this next chapter. And then, as Ted recalls, I said to the bride and groom that their job on that day and in the days ahead was to cheer each other on as they discovered moment by moment the deep dimensions of another hope entirely that had been returned to them. Each of them had known all too well the weight and the sensation of the grave clothes around them, and each of them were choosing to lay them down. Reminded yet again of how the world is finally a marvelous arena of resurrection activity of God. An activity that always, always ends in joy. On this All Saints Sunday, friends, the greatest gift of this text from John is a reminder that this resurrection joy which Jesus, to which Jesus calls us, this resurrection joy is on the loose in our world everywhere. Today, tomorrow, it may be buried in a sealed tomb. It may be wrapped in grave clothes of sorrow and grief, but it is a joy that Jesus is waiting to call out of the tomb once again. Lazarus, come out. It is a joy embodied by the saints of God. It is a joy that marches resolutely through every square inch of our human life that is still bound up by sorrow and grief in this world not yet redeemed. It is a joy embodied by the saints who, though they have known sorrow and death and every pain this world can hold, they also live to proclaim resurrection. The good news, friends, is that if you find yourself bound up today in death and darkness and grief and despair of any kind, Jesus is weeping alongside you, with you and for you, for the pain of this world and every ache in your bones. But Jesus is also the one who will call you out from it. Who will call you out from that pain and that ache and that sorrow again and again until you're ready to walk into the resurrection joy he offers. You may not be ready. And that's okay. 
because until you are ready, until you are ready, the church, the church will continue to proclaim this truth for you until you can call it your own. And the church who walks with you in suffering and gathers to weep when the night is most dark, that same church will also be here to help unbind you when the time has come. To help unbind you from that same pain and suffering and sorrow when you're ready, cloth by cloth. In the happy, sad, joyful, complicated mess of it all. Reminding you that any resurrection activity in this life, thanks be to God, it will always end in joy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved Church, Christ's resurrection is the foundation of our faith, calling us forth from our tombs to life of joy and resurrection. So let us respond to the word proclaimed this day by standing in hymn number 463, How Firm a Foundation. Please rise and join our voices together in hymn number 463.
With the whole church, let us all confess our faith through the Apostles' Creed as it is printed in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father, Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved Church, in the company of saints past and present, we affirm our faith in a God who is the source of all life and being. So we have the opportunity now to dedicate who we are and what we have to this God, the source of resurrection and life, the source of God's will in the world. So let us give to our God our faith, our time, and our offerings.
us pray. Lord, who heals wounds, hears cries, and restores life, take our offerings this day and call us forth from our tombs that we may do your work in the world. Pray all this in your holy name. Amen. My friends, in the life of the church, we have opportunities every now and then to welcome new members among us, and today is one of those days. So I invite those in our new members class to please meet me at the front. On behalf of the session, it is my privilege to present new members Jane Detraz, Bill Miller, Sandy Yance, and Dave Yance, who have been received into the membership of this congregation by letter of transfer. My friends, in baptism, you were each claimed by God, marked as Christ's own forever, and joined to his body by the Holy Spirit. You come to us then not as strangers, but as friends in Christ and members of the household of God. Bill, you are joining us in membership today for the first time. Dave, Sandy, and Jane, you are returning to us in membership after a time away. And as I said to you all earlier when we met with the session, the thing I love about both of these stories is the remarkable reminder that God is always at work and that God works in mysterious ways, that God is not finished with us yet, and that thanks be to God, the Spirit is alive and at work within each of our hearts, making them new for all that God has yet to reveal among us in our future together. It is always a privilege to be a part of God's church, and God calls us at different times and in different seasons to join together in covenant community for the sake of sharing God's love and mercy and forgiveness and joy with the world. And so whatever your story, we rejoice that you now desire to join with this congregation in the worship and mission of the church. Hear these words from Scripture. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and all who is above all and through all and in all. As members of the body of Christ, we have reaffirmed the faith into which we were baptized through our affirmation of faith. And so now I turn to you, Jane and Bill, and Sandy, and Dave, with the question of membership. Will you be a faithful member of this congregation, share in its worship and mission through your prayers and gifts, 
your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ alone. If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. As we give thanks for new members among us, please join me in the unison prayer that is printed in your bulletin. Holy, Holy God, God, we praise you for calling us to be a servant people and for gathering us into the body of Christ. We thank you for choosing to add to our number brothers and sisters in faith. Together, may we live in your spirit and so love one another that we may have the mind of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom we give honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Jane, Bill, Sandy, and Dave, remember your baptism. And be thankful, and know that the Holy Spirit is at work within you. Welcome to this ministry that we share in Jesus Christ. And all, please join me in welcoming our new members to this congregation. Beloved Church, please join together in singing our closing hymn, 326, For All the Saints. We will be singing all five verses. Please stand as you are able.
My friends, Jesus will call again and again, Lazarus, come out. Because Jesus is dying to offer another piece of resurrection joy in whatever darkness or despair that binds you. And if you cannot do that yet, that's okay. So may the church proclaim loudly and in full accord that we will do that for you and proclaim that truth until you can call it your own. God is always at work, and God does God's very best work, friends, in the dark. And so let us never lose sight of the resurrection joy that Christ seeks to offer. And as you go out from this place, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those you love, and be with those you are called to love. This day and forevermore. And together, as the communion of saints, we say, Amen. Amen. Thank you.